Hi, I'm Al. Hi, I'm Janae. And we are back for another installment of our time of remembering people that we lost in 2020. And today we're going to talk about more change makers. You're going to hear about B. Smith, Barbara Harris, Phyllis George, Paul Sarbanes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and one person you may not have heard of before. So stay tuned and stay with us on All Roads Lead To with Alan Janae. This is All Roads Lead To with Alan Janae. The place where we share and talk about the people, places, and passions that have impacted us on the road of life. Thanks for staying with us as we continue to talk about change makers and people who started on the journey with us in 2020, but did not finish the journey with us in 2020, who have made such an impact on our lives, but really on the world in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I think back to um, my time growing up in the, what was I kind of remember being referred to as like the D.C. Maryland area, which is now more of the DMV. Mm-hmm. But there were people like Barbara Mikulski yes. and um, Elijah Cummings yeah. and, you know, so many, I felt like uh, trailblazing politicians. And one that I remember kind of kind of arising and going from like one level to politics to another was, um, you know, a politician that passed away this year, Paul Sarbanes. Yes, yes. And, you know, I think he's most recently known for the Sarbanes-Oxley Act and his work and um, helping to regulate, um, you know, investing and auditing. Yeah. And still has such a impactful legacy now. And um, just thinking, though, of those who influenced, I think, the early, and our, my early childhood and, you know, I think growing up in terms of just local and local leaders. Yeah. One interesting thing about Paul Sarbanes' life is um, after my parents were married, mm-hmm. um, the first place that they moved to was Salisbury, Maryland, oh. um, back in the 70s. And yeah. Paul Sarbanes is from, was born in Salisbury, Maryland. Right. And sure. uh, so, you know, from these small, quote unquote, humble beginnings, mm-hmm. uh, I think the only other thing that most people know from Salisbury is uh, Purdue. Okay. Uh, yeah. And the yeah. Purdue form, farm and the Purdue factories mm-hmm. uh, that are there. But um, hey, great people come out of all sorts of places. And so yes. we uh, salute and honor uh, former uh, United States representative and former United States Senator Paul Sarbanes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after we got married and mm-hmm. we moved to New Jersey, uh, I remember one of the times we went to New York City mm-hmm. and we were out kind of just taking everything in for right. the first time and we were looking for some place to eat. And one of the places that we went to was a restaurant. And you remember where it was? Yeah. It was B. Smith's. Smith's. Uh, restaurant, yeah, sure. and um, we honor and salute B. Smith, who we lost in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, for being a person who kind of was able to have her hand in so many things mm-hmm. in so many areas. Absolutely, I think you know she was an early model, um, mm. Ebony Fashion, and then Wilhelmina, which was you know the preeminent modeling yeah. agency, and didn't find many black women modeling in that agency and that in that time. So that was trailblazing and then she really kind of took her um her career to a home and restaurant decor and she kind of expanded it almost in a Martha Stewart-esque way where it was you know not just cooking and recipes but books 
on that line, but then actually opening the restaurants. And then it was kind of the whole styling and setting the, you know, the ambiance. And so, you know, it was just kind of like a full circle, not just having the meal, but like, you know, staging, yes. you know, meals. And, and, and I think to do it in a way where it invites people and opens up for entertainment. And, and um, I thought it was just, you know, a great way of um, giving options. I thought that often even reflected her culture and her experience and making um, that something that was much more commonplace and taking it, you know, back to New York and to you yes. know, like the Harlem area and, you know, places where um, it gave options for um, people of color, for, you know, blacks and the black community. So I definitely nod and salute Absolutely. To, to B. Smith. To B. Smith, another pioneer that we lost in 2020 was in the person of uh, Bishop Barbara Harris, who yes. was the first female uh, Episcopal ordained bishop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we want to salute and uh, honor her. Uh, speaking of other trailblazers, uh, especially who came uh, and we lost, I should say, in the year 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, another person was um, anybody who knows me knows I love football. Right. And so one of the things I enjoyed on Sunday mornings during football season growing up was looking at the NFL today on CBS mm-hmm. with Brent and Irv and uh, all the guys that were there, Jimmy the Greek mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, one pioneer uh, who started and broke in on the NFL today we lost this year in the person of Phyllis George. Yes, yes. So I remember watching Phyllis, seeing her on there, uh, interviewing the guys after the game's kind of... Um, a trailblazer for what we see now with the sideline reporters. Right, right, right. Absolutely. She definitely paved the way for that. And I thought just really gave credibility, really, you know, just very nimble with the facts and with, um, you know, the players. And she just really, um, I think, opened up the 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 viability of you know um, a woman kind of sitting at the desk and, and discussing a sport that necessarily may have not experienced or played but very Absolutely. you know agile with the with the game itself yeah. and so definitely um want to just pay tribute to her um her trailblazing and um door opening yes. in that area yes yeah. yes another trailblazer you may not have heard this name before mm-hmm. um but someone that we do want to honor um because those who kind of make a way uh they Everybody has some barriers sometimes to overcome, especially right. those who break ceilings yes. and everything. I think I heard somebody say, you know, like your head is always hurt when you're breaking mm. the ceiling. And so uh, no matter who they are, um, they do great work and uh, have to face sometimes some things that aren't spoken of or right. talked about. Right. But the person we want to talk about uh, right now who we lost in 2020 that you may not have heard of is a person by the name of Drew Days the Third. Drew mm-hmm. Days the Third, and his distinction is that he was the first Black Solicitor General, and that's the person who argues cases before the Supreme Court on right. behalf of the United States. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Thurgood Marshall later would be Solicitor, but um, this he was the first, and so when we think of. Ceilings broken and glass ceilings in the Supreme Court. Yeah. We uh, lost the great. Yes. Yes. Uh, and absolutely great in the person of uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Um, I think back to her um, as a law student at Harvard and then later um, Columbia. She was one the, the first woman to be on the law review of both of those notable um, boards and then gone went on to be the director of ACLU Women's Rights Project. Wow. And that's where I um, really see 
the development really that she created of a strategy for um, challenging sex discrimination, as it was called at the time. And mm. she says that it was a, um, a, a individual working in the office who said, you know, the sex is distracting using sex discrimination. And so she really started to um, engender or push gender discrimination. Wow. So we start wow. to see referred to as gender discrimination. And so from 1973 to 1976, she argued six cases before the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. won five of them. And each one kind of built on an, on the other. And similar to the, the strategy that we see in Dismantling Jim Crow by jo- Charles Hamilton Houston, she picked plaintiffs and used cases that would help to in- illustrate how gender discrimination affects everyone, men and women. Wow. And so some of her plaintiffs actually included men because it showed how gender discrimination affects the workplace. Wow. And um, the her dissent, you know, eventually once she and so her road to the the white or to the Supreme Court, I should say, was just really um, a, a uncharted path because um, she again, was, you know, blazing a trail, but also just not necessarily that traditional legal path that you hear of people who leave law school, become a clerk, mm. go to a firm, and then, you know, are later yeah. picked for the, you know, for the Supreme Court. And because there are often many of those, those kind of um, cookie cutter, in essence, paths weren't available to yeah. her. Um, and along that way, she was a wife and a mother. I think, you know, often we're looking at women who, quote unquote, have it all. Yeah. And um, and she was someone who balanced so many things all along the way um, of family and career of, you know, a working wife, a working mother um, all throughout. And it's just impressive. I mean, her we could, you know, probably have a whole episode on just, you know, the the impact that she had. Yeah. And what I really like about what you're saying is what you're saying about her life are things that can be politicized, but aren't political. Yeah. Um, there are people on either side of the political spectrum who are married, who have families, who right, are right. trying to accomplish things in their career. Mm-hmm. And so many times there is there are many factors that help us to relate with each other more than really than divide us. We have our opinions on how we feel and think about things or issues, but right. really uh, the common structure of what we're all trying to achieve as far as balance wholeness and health, even though we may go at it from different angles and different paths, we're all really trying to accomplish the same thing. And that's something that she seemed to get. I mean, they say that one of her her really closest um, friend on the court was Justice Scalia. Justice Scalia. Yeah. So I think yeah. that that goes to, to, you know, to really highlight your point and to look at the fact that she was the first Jewish um, yes. on the court, the first the second woman after Sandra Day O'Connor. And that her dissent in the Ledbetter case really led mm. to the the pay the Fair Pay Act wow. that um, President Obama later signed in two thousand nine, and so her dissents often, you know, were seen to be um, really influential and impactful, yes. even when she was not in the majority. And her dissent on the uh, the voting rights yes, case yes, uh, yeah. was a, another major dissent uh, as well. Well, we are grateful to all of these change makers and so many more and just want to let you know that you are a change maker. Uh, You can be a change maker right where you are each and every day. If no one is filming you, if no one is taping you, if no one is talking about you on a podcast, you can still make a difference for someone that can really last throughout their lifetime and even beyond. Thanks for joining us. We hope you will share and subscribe. Until the next time, take care. We are so glad to share our podcast with you. 
You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and on social media. So please listen, share, and tell a friend about All Roads Lead To with Al and Janae, the place where we talk about the people, the places, and the passions that have impacted us along the road of life.